0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Don't Be a Drag, our new LGBT and drag related show here on 91.9 WLJS. My name is Patrick Yim, and I am your host. Today, we are actually speaking with Miss Amberly Von Trail, who is our very first drag queen on the show, which I'm super excited about. She is the show director at The Corner Bar, which is located upstairs in the Irish Bread Pub in Opelika, Alabama. And she's also the head of fundraising for Rod on the Plains. So thank you so much, Emberly for coming on and speaking with us today. We are super excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you? Doing great. I want to talk to you a little bit about your involvement today and kind of how you became involved in the drag scene and kind of what it takes to be a part of this. First off, just tell us. Where did you first find out about drag? Um, I first started finding out about drag about
1: 2008 um, in Columbus, Georgia. I was in the military in the Army, and I was stationed in Fort Benning, and I went out to a local gay bar in Columbus and met some of the drag queens, and that was my first experience with drag.
0: And I know it takes a lot of work going from a new-time queen going all the way up to becoming a show director, how much work and what type of stuff did you have to do to become the director for this group?
1: It took a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication to be a drag queen. Period. To be the show director, it took even more. There's a whole lot more to putting on a drag show and getting everything ready than a lot of people think. So, what I started drag in Columbus, Georgia, when my best friend was one of the drag queens at the bar there, and we I met my husband who lived in Auburn. So we I moved to Auburn when I got out of the military, and we was approached by a person who worked at a bar here that wanted to start a drag show in a gay night and he had seen me perform in columbus so he asked if we could start a show in auburn and then that's where it all started so i guess i I got really lucky with becoming the show director i wouldn't have didn't have to work my way up per se as maybe another girl did in another city but how it started
0: do you think it was easier for you to be able to go straight into that than having to work in, say, because Auburn's not the smallest city in the world, but is a lot smaller than, say, New York City or Atlanta and right. stuff like that. How do you think that experience being somewhere different like that than one of these hustle and bustle go areas was getting into that? Um,
1: I would say it was a lot harder, especially starting something new like that in a smaller city where nothing like this has ever been done. Um, so it took a lot of advertising and a lot of promotions to to let people know that, hey, we're starting a drag show, so come out and check it out. So I would say that it, it, starting from absolutely nothing to where we are now, it's probably, I would say, it was a lot harder compared to a bigger city like New York.
0: Now, I know when we talked to Chad last week, who's the director of Pride on the Plains, yeah. he said that y'all didn't have as much issue with like the local community and the city getting things put together. Obviously, you had a couple of hoops you had to jump through just because it's something brand new starting. And something like this isn't always seen in this area. I mean, we are in the deep south. So for some people, that can be kind of a shock for you to put on this, did you have any pushback, whether it be from people in the community or just other people in that area that you worked with who maybe weren't the most thrilled about putting on this type of thing? Right.
1: At the very beginning, um, drag was still a little bit underground. So I don't think very many people knew about it to really, um, have that kind of opinion on it, but the bigger that we got and we started getting involved with the city, with the city parades and the city Mardi Gras parade and the Christmas parades when we got a lot of pushback from the community and shockingly too, like we even got pushback from other
0: LGBT members in the community as well. Mm-hmm. So I would
1: say at the very beginning, we didn't have very much pushback because we, not very many people knew what we were doing and we were on a and the you know, a local bar on a Sunday night starting out that way. But once we started getting bigger and started getting into bigger bars and moving to Friday nights and Saturday nights is when we would start getting a lot of pushback.
0: Now, were you guys the first group to start this type of event? Because I know Chad told us that there's also another organization that does drag shows as well in that area. Did right. were y'all have it blaze this trail for everyone or... Were y'all all all kind of starting around the same time in the same way, obviously the underground, kind of building it up from the bottom?
1: Right. There is another organization that does a drag show. They do it as a um, fundraiser benefit, and it's the university's GSA club, and they only did their drag shows once a year, so we were the first ones to do it
0: on a weekly basis. So, do you guys end up working with any of these type of organizations in the local community? Obviously, you guys do a lot of work with pride on the plains this past year and i know a couple of your girls actually came to birmingham for central alabama pride is that correct yes we had a great time what has been one of your i guess most exciting things that you've gotten to see from putting this type of group together and working with these people in the community especially the girls as a group, us as a group, we get along very well,
1: and we do strive to raise money for a lot of things. So we do work with them, with other organizations like Pride on the Plains and the GSA. We help with their um, fundraiser they do every year. But I would say my favorite thing would be I mean, just watching us grow as a group and just seeing from where we've came from to where we are today is just a huge I'm super proud of
0: what we've done and, and sort of put Auburn on the map and the aspects of drag absolutely and now earlier we talked about how you are actually part of the board for pride on the plains with their fundraising department how has it been working on that group to put on something that big because I know that that must be a lot harder doing something that's taking up that much time and is that big of an event Compared to your weekly shows, because I know that's a lot of stress too, but putting on something this big, I know can sometimes be a little more intense. Oh yeah,
1: yes, it's a lot more intense, especially, we've been doing the local shows here with RG Bib um, for roughly six to seven years now. So the, so the work to that, pretty much we've learned how to fit in our schedules and pretty much get it done without actually having to do it. Where versus Pride on the Plains, it was something that was completely new. My goal with fundraising was to raise as much money as possible, and the easiest way to do that, with especially me being the show director and being a local drag queen here, the easiest way to raise the money was doing drag shows. So me and the girls would donate some of our shows and put on special events, and we would donate our the door, or we would donate our tips to Pride on the Plains um, to be able to get what we wanted. And we all here pretty much have a standard, I would say, of what we would want our Pride and our um, entertainment and fundraising would be. So it took all of us queens working together to be able to raise money to be able
0: to do that. I know that's just a lot to put together. I couldn't imagine all the work that you guys had to do to put that together. And speaking of, y'all are in the process of putting together Pride on the plans for next year, as we spoke with Chad last week about Talbae, are you still going to be involved, whether it be in the same capacity on the board or just as a performer and supporter? Are you, uh, What are What are you going to be doing for that for next year? I was elected again
1: to do fundraising for the Plans this year, so I'm holding the same position I did last year. So I'm super excited to be able to do that. And I think this year it would be a lot easier because this time I know what's expected. I know what works, what doesn't work. And to make this year go by so much smoother than last year.
0: Absolutely. And I know that you guys do a whole lot more stuff, obviously, with your weekly shows that you put together. So it's not just the Pride that you specifically are working with. You've got a lot of other things to do. Tell me, are there any specific events that you guys have coming up, whether it be just through the Corner Bar and the Roy G. Biv or... Any special trips that you're getting to take? Right. Um. Well,
1: our shows are every Thursday night at nine thirty, which is drag time, which is typically about ten o'clock. And <laughs> then, um, the last Saturday of every month, we always bring local or special entertainment from all over the country that'll come. And we also have a our Pride on the Plains pageant will be coming up in the end of October. And all the Auburn girls will be taking part of the um, Druid City Pride this year in October, so we're super excited about that because we we do a lot of group numbers and choreographed dance, so we're excited to showcase that this year.
0: Now, speaking of pageants, I know that you have actually competed in a couple yourself and have actually gained a few titles. Tell us a little bit about those experiences because I know that's completely different from just standard performing. How how have those experiences been in the competition side? Um, The competition side of drag is actually very
1: stressful. It takes a lot of money, but it's all worth it. That's where you gain the most experience, and that's where you learn um, different things. Especially, it takes a lot of um, guts to be able to put yourself in front of a group of people and let them tell you what you're doing wrong, essentially. Um, I've competed in three... Uh, two pageants, and I won Miss Birmingham Rising Star in 2017, and I was Miss of Plains of Meritas, um for 2017, and I competed in uh, Miss Caritas last year in Birmingham, and I got first runner-up, so they maybe see me again on the stage competing for that again this year.
0: Who knows? <laughs> I know we would all love to see <laughs> you coming back to another one, because I personally have gotten to see some of your performances, and I love it, so... I really hope to see you again at one of these pageants, whether it be in Birmingham or maybe another city somewhere. Tell us a little bit, though, about some of the work that goes into doing that, because I know you said it's a very stressful thing. What what type of things differ from your like standard shows and performances that you put together versus these type of pageants? Always strive to do my best at every show, but of course, like work gets in the way and things
1: get in the way. To sometimes where you can't do your best. Um, the difference between a pageant and a regular show, I would say, the preparation you are having to have your gown ready, making sure that it, fit, it fits properly, it's the right length, um, it's got to be rhinestoned. Same thing with your presentation costume and your talent, which takes a lot of work. Um, and I've been rehearsing, it takes me about three months to properly prepare for a pageant versus I can probably get ready for a show in one day for, yeah. for a Thursday night show.
0: Now, these type of uh, gowns and creations that you have to do for the pageants, do you personally, do you create these things yourself, or do you work with other individuals to help you build these outfits and... Um can sew, I just prefer not to, and my,
1: skills, my sewing skills probably could be um, improved, but I come up with ideas and I work with seamstress and designers to create the actual product, and I use, actually, one of the local girls here is a fashion designer, so we use her a lot, especially when we need something done.
0: I know you threw a little shout out to her and the work she's done. If anybody out there is interested in following any of your girls or your organization, do you guys have like a Facebook page and other avenues on social media that people could get connected with you guys and follow just you guys or your shows? Yes, um, we are on most um,
1: social media platforms. You can find our show Facebook page. It's Roy G. Biv, um, but we all have our own personal Facebooks and Instagrams that we, we would love all the followers because we do post a lot on
0: there about what's going on and what we have planned doing so most definitely on check us out on facebook now um i want to take a little divert away from kind of your work that you've done and the pageant side of everything i just want to hear some stories from you and your experiences uh within the drag and lgbt community whether it be um, something good that's happened to you or maybe something that might not have been the best thing but you've had to work through. So right. just tell us a little bit about some of your experiences.
1: Um, One of the best experiences I have um, doing drag most recently, um, we've had a really good um, story, but we have a, ever since RuPaul has sort of hit mainstream, mm-hmm. um, we've had a lot of um, individuals out there want to come to the drag show but necessarily can't because they're in high school or they're not old enough to get there or they don't have the transportation Um, one girl in particular she's in high school absolutely loves RuPaul's Drag Race and has been dreaming to come to a local drag show ever since that whole support local drag sort of thing has started, you know, going mainstream as well. Um, So she started messaging us and would follow us on Facebook and we would talk to her and see how she's doing. Um, We finally had an event that allowed younger people to come and her mom had taken her to come see our show and just being able to meet her was absolutely fantastic especially her coming with her mom and I I spoke with her mom as well and just told her like how lucky that she is to be able to, how lucky her daughter is to be able to have such an accepting mom to, to something like this because especially down here in the south it's not as um as accepting as you know we would hope it would be but that was probably one of the best experiences I've had <laughs> doing something like that Um and I would say the other, another great one. We had partnered with the Joy to Life Foundation, which is a, a foundation here out of Aubur, or out of Alabama, and they raise money for um, breast cancer patients and breast cancer um, for local women. And we had partnered with them, and they're the ones with the little uh, pink um, license plates that you see on the cars. And it was very rewarding to be able to help raise money for them. And oh, my! I would say probably my absolute favorite, and this is what got us into the Joy to Life Foundation. Is we, there was a local woman here who was diagnosed with breast cancer, and we held a benefit show for her. And we ordered like this giant pink throne for her, and we put feathers all over it and decorated for her, and sent her like this her own little VIP section. Did a whole show that was dedicated to her, and donated. Of our tips and all of our funds that night to her and her family to help break it through. So I would say a lot of positive um, things have happened, especially over the with my drag side of life.
0: Absolutely, I know that there are a lot of good things that you can get out of being involved within the LGBT community, and also with you specifically being involved with drag, mm-hmm. but. Has that at all ever created any hardships for you personally?
1: Um, yes, I would say, um, there has been situations, for instance, with with my personal life, with me being a drag queen, but I don't let it stop me. There's, you know, situations with work or situations just with my private life, period, um, -hmm. But I don't let it bother me. I always look on the bright side of things, especially when something like that happens. Um, we did go through a lot of hardship, especially with the local Christmas parade here when Pride on the Plains did a float, and a, a lot of you know local community members felt like the um, gay community didn't really have a right in the Christmas parade because of the whole like Christian aspect of Christmas. So that was, and especially since we were putting a drag queen and a drag king on that float, mm-hmm. um, but I think because of all these hardships and stuff that we have gone, gone through, makes me want to stand up and do drag even more, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a normal person too. I have feelings, you know, I have a regular job, I still pay my taxes, I do everything else that you do, I just work differently than you do. So, yeah, I, those hardships are definitely a, a big stepping stone, but once you get through them, it's it's worth it's worth all of that hardship that you went through.
0: I know you said that um, you actually had a, a kid come through who was very excited and ended up coming with their mom, but... As you said, also, there are a lot of people who don't get those kind of opportunities just because their family may not be as accepting or they just may not see it as the best option for the person, whether it be their kid, their sibling, whatever it may be. What is something that you would say to somebody in that type of situation, whether it be somebody who's trying to come out to their family or maybe somebody is interested in doing drag for the first time but they're scared and they just – don't know how to go about doing that.
1: I would definitely tell them that it gets better. It is really hard coming out to your family, but now that I'm almost 30 and I look back at me coming out to my family, I think it was the best decision of my life, and I was lucky to be able to have such an accepting family, and I know people aren't that lucky. Just know that there are people out there who are willing to be your family. Like RuPaul says, that the one of the best things about being gay or being in the LGBT communities that you do get to create your own family. So people say that, that that line, that blood, is thicker than water. And sometimes that's the case, but especially in the gay community, I think that we find that not so true sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially with me being down in Alabama, my family lives in Cincinnati. I see them once every couple years. But me living down here, you know, you create your own family, your own friends that you hang out with on a daily basis. So and we do Thanksgiving with them. And we do Christmas with them. And so I would definitely say, like, just keep your head up, and things will get better in the, in the future. So accept yourself, and that's all that you would need to do.
0: Now, does your family actually know that you do drag and if so like how did they handle Uh, learning about that yes my family does know with my father it's it's more of like a he knows but let's not talk about it type Mm -hmm. thing
1: which i'm fine with that i don't want to um push anything that might be uncomfortable to somebody, I've never been that type of person, if you're uncomfortable with it, that's fine, I'm not going to force you to like it, you know, I'll respect that as long as you respect me as well, my mom, actually, at first, she might have been a little confused, but now she, like, when she comes down, or if I'm traveling up somewhere closer to Cincinnati, she'll actually come to the shows, She's came to the show a couple times. She actually has a great time. And my mom is Filipino, Mm full-blooded. So her her English isn't very well. Back home in Cincinnati, she tells all her friends that her son and all his friends are on Broadway. So that's how she kind of um, describes what her son is doing down here. But, yeah, my mom is super accepting. She loves it. She'll go shopping with me. I, every time I come home, she wants me to do her hair and makeup, and we have a good time. She loves going to the show. She has a great time out
0: there. That's awesome to have that type of support uh, from your family, even if it's not all the time, to see that they acknowledge and they want to come and see. That's That's great to be able to have that actually unfortunately we're almost out of time today but I wanted to give you a chance just to if you have anything else you would like to throw out maybe some advice for people or uh, if you want to give a shout out to any of your friends or anything right Um, yeah just
1: Irish Bread Pub. We also do our show the last Saturday of every month of Irish Bread Pub. Um, don't forget to support your local drag and follow all of us girls. at um, On Instagram and Facebook, we have Kalana Blue, we have Cora Blue, we have Kataya Von Trapp, um, Danny California, Donna Devastation. We have a
0: slew of local entertainers that are ready to entertain. So come out and let them do that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us today. And everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed this. And in just a little bit, we'll be revealing our special guest for next week. So make sure to stay tuned and we'll be right back right after this.